Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. It's uh, it's me, your host, Cameron Esposito. Yeah. Oh, please. Um, I don't know. This side of my... I'm trying to get it trimmed tomorrow. This side of my hair is escaping my head tonight. I just want you to know I know it. You know, I don't want you to be sitting there thinking like, oh my God, does she know what's going on on the left side of her hair? It's straight up. It's escaping her head. Yeah. No fucking kidding. I'm the one telling you. We got a great show tonight. We got awesome comics that are here. They're in the back. They can hear you. Let's clap for them. Woo! Yes. I'm also so excited. I just want to take a minute. You know, we are, we are taking this show on the road a little bit. We're going to be in uh, Cleveland and then possibly also Portland uh, in the next couple weeks. Yeah. A lot of Portland investment over there. You guys from there? You from Portland? Yeah? Do, are you just visiting, or did you move down here? First one. Just... <laughs> I can't believe you just said first one. I get it. You in my, I, was a, I was a Scantron. In that moment for you, and you filled in the little dot with a number two pencil, exactly as you were supposed to. I can't even remember what the first one was. You're visiting. <laughs> Welcome to our city. You're going to find less oyster shooters than you're used to. The same amount of beards. Less dresses sold out of a double-decker bus. Um, the same amount of dogs in restaurants. Get your dog out of my restaurant! <laughs> fucking Portland and Los Angeles with their stupid-ass dogs in restaurants. Get your fucking dog out of my restaurant. You can't leave your... Your dog doesn't even eat this food. You shouldn't be. I don't want your stupid dog in my restaurant. Smelly dog. I don't even eat animals. It's not about that. It's not that I can't have him watch me eat another animal. He eats animals, I think. I don't know what dogs eat. I hate them. So I'm starting pretty controversial stuff up here. A lot of anti-pet material right up top. Kind of ingratiate myself to you guys. So we're taking this show on the road, and also we do it here every Tuesday night at the UCB Theater. We're so happy that this is our home. We love, love this space, and they're so uh, welcoming to us, and they, they really do a great job. So round of applause for the UCB Theater. They always take care of us. We're so happy to be here. And I also want to say that we also put this show out as a podcast. Now, not everybody that performs on the show, not everybody puts their set on the podcast, because comics are still pretty protective of their material. They might be prepping for a late night set and they need to just keep that for the audience that's watching at home. Or maybe they're going on tour and they just want you to come see them live. But a lot of people also do put out their material for free in your ears. And I know people listen because I know what our numbers are. So I know we have a huge listenership. And I'm just saying this because uh, it means so much when you leave us a review. So if you're listening at home or if you're even here tonight, our uh, Twitter handle is at PYHTshow. Rolls trippingly off the tongue. <laughs> and we love when you tweet at us and we put the link out to the show and when you let your friends know about it because every little thing that you guys do helps us to create a better space here at UCB to keep the show going, to get other comics more engaged and to help uh, people trust us with their material. Or if they're not doing our material, their material, a lot of people do chats with us backstage. So it's nice for them to know that it's going to like a safe space and a wonderful crowd of people where only one person put in a comment that they hate the host. <laughs> Who are you, fucking one-star lever? I hate you. Somebody put, somebody put, we've done like, I don't even know how many episodes, we've done like 50 or something, and somebody put, ah, the host said ran 12 times! Which like, that was their whole, that was the whole review. I do say rad a lot. Things are pretty rad, so that's why. But also like, if you listen to just hours and hours of free stand-up and 
chats and people that are trying to make art for you and give it to your earbuds for no cost. And you are like, I have to leave a review, a one-sentence review about the word red. Then I, you are bad. <laughs> You're not good. You're not a good person or listener. I don't know what's going on with you. There's a lot of other stuff. You don't have to like me, but Jesus Christ, this is a good fucking show. So I don't know what's going on with you. They only get the top comics in the whole world on the show. I wish there's nothing else you could wish for. I'm already doing it. Oh, man, we got some awesome folks on the show tonight. Well, one of our, our first buddies here is uh, we are going on tour together a little bit, which I'm really excited about. Uh... He's prepping for some tour material tonight, and then I am actually going on a, I'm going on a comedy, I'm going on a comedy festival that's a cruise this weekend uh, with some rad folks like, shit. You know what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Eugene Merman is on it. Thank you for saying that. That's the kind of rad person I'm talking about. It's a rad dude, that Eugene Merman. That's what everybody says about him. Eugene Merman, Russian immigrant, pretty rad. That's what they say. That's what it says on his green card. I think he's a citizen. I don't know. I'm sorry, Eugene. I don't know what you're... I apologize. Um, yes. That's going to be really great. And then after that, for a couple months, I'm actually meeting this comic. We're going to go to 19 different cities together. And here's what's amazing about this. He's here at the show tonight. We're wearing the same shirt. And I don't even think it's like we're wearing both blue shirts. Like, I actually think, because this is a men's shirt, I think we're wearing the same shirt. Which I love uh, because this comic has like a rabid um, and very, and pretty male, I think. I know he also gets a lot of gals. Pretty male fan base. A lot of gals also go out and see him. And uh, I just can't wait until they think... uh, that this next comic is going to come out, and then it's just me wearing all of his clothes. <laughs> just me with a leather jacket and a men's navy blue T-shirt, jeans, and boots. Who am I describing? That's right. I'm describing the first comic on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together right now for Mr. Anthony Jeselnik. Give it up for Anthony. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, I am taking Cameron on the road with me. It's not that hard, guys. I'm, uh, I'm taking Cameron on the road with me. When I pick an opener to go, I have three requirements. I want them to be really funny, completely different from me, and fun to hang out with. And uh, Cameron is two out of three. Tomorrow to start tour Yes. Stuff. Yeah. When is the last time you were that consistently on stage? Only because you've been doing so much TV stuff. I can't imagine you've been. I mean, my last, in between season one and two, I went on tour and was doing it. But this is actually less consistent for me because I'm doing theaters now. Got so it. instead of doing two shows a night at a club, right. you know, for like six, six shows, shows a week, yeah. you're, doing, you're doing one show a night for like four nights. And the last week. time between seasons, did you do a similar thing where it was yeah. this many cities? Yeah. How does it feel? I've, no, I've never done it. I mean, I'm really excited to go with you because I've never done anything like that, the if, flying in and out. And it feels day. great. Like, the hard part is the travel and everything. Uh, and you're new, so you won't. You won't you're like, I love flying. I love being in airline security. You know, yeah. you, you'll enjoy that stuff. But it's great. The shows are always so much fun because you have, in a theater, it's so many fucking people. And, and it's always going to be, and they're so excited to see that it's like, it's, every show is great. There's an, even the, the worst show is one that you just don't have as much fun as other shows. So all the shows are really fun, and you're done by 9 o'clock, uh, which, is, which is really awesome. I'm a little nervous, not because I don't think I can do it, but just because, you know, when somebody trusts you to ask you to open for them, that's like such a, it's such a compliment that it's pressure, you know, because it's like, because you feel like you want to take care of, like, I love other comics, all comics have like this brotherly love for other yeah. comics you don't want to well, the, the last person you want to fuck things up for. well the, one of the great things about comedy I think that draws people to it who are like who kind of keep doing it and stick with it is that it's all up to you 
If you yeah. have a bad set, it's only your fault. You can walk right. away and not feel like you let anyone down. Totally. But when you're opening for someone, you're like, yeah. oh, I don't want to, I don't want to let them down. I want, I want to do well. Yeah. But the great thing, the thing is not pressure, is that no one cares about you. That's exactly right. No, nobody gives a shit about me. But if you do, like, they'll be great to you. You'll yeah. think like, you're like, oh, what's his? Uh, my audience is like, is uh, they're comedy fans. Yeah. So they'll be really polite to you and, and be nice. But if you don't do that well, if they're kind of like talking, then it's and a stuff, clean slate sort of a thing. Exactly. Then I come on and I'm like the star. You know yeah. what I mean? But if you do well, then it's like a great crowd that you should never feel bad either way. You know no, what I, mean? I like that. You're That's like, actually great. I love that. That's a great way of thinking about it because you're right. Like. The minute you walk out, if I had the shitty set, nobody's going to be like, ugh, yeah. that Esposito, really. I can't even stay for Anthony. I just have to wait. Like, people are going to be into you. So when, you're on, when you're on stage, you're like, this is a great show, or I can't wait till Anthony comes out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's, it's one or the other. Well, I hope it's more great shows, but... Um, it will, they will be. The, my, my, my audience, they, they understand comedy, they're big fans, and they'll love you. Awesome. Well, dude, I can't wait. I'm really stoked. It's going to really be great. Next stoked. next weekend, right? You yeah. yeah. Yeah, next week we're starting. It's going to awesome. be awesome. Yeah. Guys, let's hear it for Anthony. Anthony Jeselnik. Come on. You should watch his show, The Jeselnik Offensive, on Comedy Central. When it is back in season, you should go see him in your towns this fall. I forgot the season. Isn't that going to be amazing? Just imagine for a minute. Like, I, I'll, now that he's gone, I can tell you guys, Anthony's a really nice guy. He's like a super nice guy. He's like a nice person. He cares about you. <laughs> but you don't know that. You know, so he's just going to come on and tell those jokes. But beforehand, I'm going to tell a loose 20 about when I was a little kid and I was so gay looking. Sorry, that's just funny to me. I love the idea of me walking out like we're going to the going to the Hard Rock Hotel Theater at Universal Studios, Orlando, Florida. <laughs> I still think they're going to be expecting me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I think that's what makes it so rad. I'm so excited to do those shows. It's going to be the best. Hey, how are you guys doing? Are you, are you okay? Yeah. Whoopsie-daisy, you hurt your arm. <laughs> your collarbone, yeah? Well, that, that makes sense. Connected in there. What happened? Yeah, you're riding your bike too fast. And then right over the old... Uh, Not the headquarters, it's like to the side. It was to the, it was to the side. That sounds like you were riding your bike too slow. <laughs> 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 I, was my, I was riding my bike so fast, I just tipped over. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. I, uh, do you ride your bike a lot here in Los Angeles? No. No? Nope. Just the one time. <laughs> Sounds like maybe you're terrible at riding a bike. No, I don't know. Um, are you not from L.A.? Yeah, I was at school in Santa Cruz. You were at school in Santa Cruz. Got it. Got it. And then you were... Wait. What are you doing here? Isn't it... Isn't school now? It's summer. So you, you hurt your arm, like, way back then? Like, real bad. Wait. What, it's, what month is this? Why would you be here and not at school? School didn't start yet? When did you do this? Like, like three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, when you were at school. Yeah. <laughs> In I August. Was, I was doing summer school. Okay. And then it ended. And then fall Got hasn't it. Started yet. You were doing summer school, and then it ended, and then fall hasn't started yet. Listen, I totally understand that, but don't look at me so incredulously next time. I'm like, why aren't you at school? And you're like, idiot. I was in school in July like you should be. Fucking dumbass. July and August, that's when school happens, not September. What is this, the world where things make sense? You're crazy. You live on a weird time frame. You don't understand fast or slow. Well... Either way, I'm really happy that you're here with us tonight. I hope you get I hope you get well real soon. And then when do you have to go back? The twentieth. Do you think you're gonna have that thing off by then? No. No. Okay. Um, are you dating anybody? No. No. Okay. I'm just saying that's a conversation started right there. If you're like ah, you know ah ah, what do you study? Legal side. You're like, ah, oh, this law is too heavy. <laughs> uh. Legal studies, did you sue yourself? <laughs> For causing the accident. 
Sorry, collision. Okay, lawyer's daughter right here. You always call it a collision. Just a little tip or trick. You get hit by a car. You don't say an accident. Because that implies that they, that it was an accident. You say collision. Yeah, it's an at-fault thing. I know. <laughs> I don't have to tell you legal studies. All right, dudes. We are going to keep it rolling. We're having applause for this gentleman. He was so smiley and friendly and good-natured. And hey, we're going to keep the show right and rolling. Friend of the show, we love him so much when he comes by. Let's hear it right now from Mr. Matt Kirshen, guys. Give it up for Matt. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's not... I don't know when Cameron was last flirted with, but that's not the broken arm thing. That's not flirting. That's the plot of Silence of the Lambs. That was the way he trapped his victims. <laughs> like it was. That was, and it was based on. I can't remember which serial killer it was as well. Was it Ed Gain? It was one of those. Bundy. It was Bundy. Oh, you're absolutely right. It was Bundy. Thank you very much. Serial killer knowledge in the back of the room and there. <laughs> That was quick as well. You're right in there. No, it was Monday. It was Monday. That's the one. Ask me the dates. Ask me the numbers. I've got them. I, uh, I, I used to live on the same street as a serial killer. Uh, completely true. Different time. Uh, uh, in fact, you know what? I'm actually going to tell you the street and, and see if these two crazy guys in the back of the room... guys. <laughs> Cranley Gardens, London. Jack, Jack River? Nah. No one knew where he lived. No one knew who he was. <laughs> it, it was a. Uh... Now I'm blanking on. Oh, it was Dennis Nilsson. That's who it was. He killed. He killed several men in that building, and was eventually caught when they found bones in the drain. And he tried to claim it was chicken bones, and they were like, "Chickens aren't that big." And he was like, "Ah, you got me. I'm a serial killer." <laughs> That's, that's how that happens. Here's, here's another weird thing that happened to me more recently. Uh, by the way, I should point out, like, this, me living on the same street as a serial killer, like, wildly different times. That happened in the, like, 70s and early 80s, and I lived there a few years ago. There's a big gap between the serial killing and now. Don't know why I felt the need to separate myself from the serial killing then, just, as if that would make me any more likely to be a serial killer just by living near to it. Also, I'm realizing now, the more I claim I'm not a serial killer. <laughs> he can't really be a serial killer. He said he isn't lots of times. <laughs> so, so this happened to me recently. Um, I was... Here's the thing. Like, I, this is my job, so I finish work late. Uh, so I'll do, like, normal chores in the middle of the night. Like, you know, you finish work, if you finish work at 6, you don't go to bed at 6.15, you'll do stuff. I finish work at midnight, that's when I do stuff. So I found myself the other day in the convenience store. You know, it's just like me and drunks. That's what it normally is when I'm shopping for stuff, like an occasional nurse. An occasional drunk nurse. <laughs> Which is awesome. Love a drunk nurse. They're the best. Not for creepy reasons, just nurses have the best stories, right? And if they're drunk, they'll share. You get a nurse drunk, they're like, now you have to understand, it was a full-sized umbrella. <laughs> so two in the morning, I'm just in a grocery store, and I'm just getting bread, milk, cereal, eggs, that kind of stuff. I put my basket of food next to the register. I go to get a couple more things. I come back, my basket's gone. So I'm trying to find the employee who's moved it. And then I see the most confused-looking drunk man <laughs> leave with my stuff. Like, he bought my things. <laughs> he, he just bought my stuff and left. Like, I, I don't even know if that's a crime. I don't... <laughs> I don't know what that legally counts as, because until you pay for something, it belongs to the store. He paid for it, so it's his. But, like, I... I picked it. <laughs> I put all the work in. He just swoops in at the last minute to claim all the glory. Like, like all Americans... I couldn't even cross with him because he was so drunk and so baffled. Like, he had no idea. Because from his point of view, that's like the world's most convenient convenience store. <laughs> he doesn't know what's happening. He's just wandered in for Doritos and he's going to wake up the next morning with couscous. <laughs> Be accidentally healthy. <laughs> he's been useful drunk. That's what, that's what he's going to think he's done. He's just been useful drunk. 
Do you know what I mean by useful drunk? You know that thing where I can't make it. Thank you for nodding. You know, like you, you know what I mean. Like, wait, where you think to yourself, I am hammered, so everything's fun. So I might as well do some chores. I can't be the only one who sometimes wakes up to stuff done, like all the bathroom tiles are being cleaned, but you vomited in the freezer. You vacuumed the entire apartment and killed a man. Uh, I, it's just a little, little experience. I'm just collecting these little American experiences. Like, everything's exciting to me still, because I'm just, you know, fresh to the country. It's kind of cool. My first baby shower the other day. Did you even know that's an American thing? We don't have them in Britain. Like, you know what that is, right? You know, the thing where the woman gives birth on you. <laughs> it wasn't my thing. I didn't enjoy it. But, you know, you've got to give it a go, right? You've got to try it at least once. I don't really have time to tell this story, but I'll tell you a couple of little bits of it, because I uh, got back from Boston for that. Like, I've been in Boston twice this year. Oh. Are you from Boston? Yeah. Or are you just, like, whooping at things? No. <laughs> what, when did you come over here? Uh, today. Today? <laughs> are you, like, here for good, or are you just going no, back? Just passing by. Just passing by? Yeah. On the way to the ocean? <laughs> just... Strolling on through LA on the way to the sea. Uh, my family are mer people. You should know that. What, what, what are you? How long are you in town for then? Um, we leave tomorrow. Oh, okay, you leave tomorrow for San Diego. That makes a lot more sense than leaving tomorrow back for Boston. <laughs> Tag, you're it. Done. Uh, what are you doing in San Diego? Um, trying to surf. Trying to surf. Is there nowhere on the East Coast where you can surf? Unless you go down south to Florida. Ah, uh, yeah, no, you don't want to go to Florida. It's fucking horrible. Yeah. Are there Florida people in here? Yeah, it's fucking horrible. <laughs> I'm sure there are Florida listeners on the to the podcast as well, but you know, you know where you live is shithole and you're all scum. You know. <laughs> No, there's some nice people in Florida, but oh god, I hated it last time. I was in Miami, just like I don't know. Maybe I I went down to the key and I was just I was there with a girl as well, and like we were there together. So, that, so what that meant was every douchebag in town just decided to swoop in and sit in between her and try and like pry her away from me. Uh, so what, what, I don't know what you do in that kind of situation. What I do is just get more and more amused by it and give them more and more bullshit answers. So when they asked me what I did for a living, there was no way I was going to say I was a comedian, because then you go, oh, a comedian, tell me a joke, all that kind of bullshit. So instead I just, I told them I was a jazzercise instructor. <laughs> Which is a perfect answer, because firstly, they now don't know whether I'm her date or whether I'm the gay best friend. And, and, and secondly, no one has a follow-up question. <laughs> like, the only person who has a follow-up question to, I'm a jazzercise instructor, is a jazzercise instructor. <laughs> And they don't exist. <laughs> They're mythical creatures. Like serial killers. Well, this wasn't how I intended to end the set, but I got distracted by a woman whooping. That's my, that's my attention span. I said Boston, she whooped, and somehow we ended up in Florida. <laughs> Which is how Florida got populated in the first place. <laughs> Just overexcited East Coast people. <laughs> Too old to whoop now. Time for Florida. Uh, I'm going to disappear now. Thanks for listening to me. Cheers, guys. Bye. Guys, Matt Kirsch, give it up for Matt. Oh, man. Where's my Boston gal at? I didn't... I was... Thanks. You're over there? That's that's cool. Uh, I went to... I lived there for a while. I lived in Boston for six years. Where do you live in the city? Okay, yeah. You guys are a bunch of liars tonight. <laughs> Bunch of motherfucking lies. Did you say that to Matt as well? Did you say you're from New York to Matt? He didn't ask. <laughs> when did you move to New York? Um, about ten years ago. About ten years ago. <laughs> Pretty fresh. <laughs> I'm a Bostonian. Ten years ago I was. What is it? Summer? Time.
for school. You guys are crazy. You're crazy. You don't understand things. How's New York? Is it going okay? Yeah. You want to move out here? Cool. Well, good luck. Not to you specifically, but it's a, it's a, it's a great city to move to. It's also a tough city to move to because where are the people? You can't find them. It's an L.A. specific... I understand that a lot of people here are, are from L.A. And if that didn't work for you, then what's going on? There's no people here. You guys know that, right? They're in their cars, but they're not outside. Like, where are the people? It's pretty scary. I said this earlier. I'm going on a cruise this weekend. Has anybody ever been on a cruise? I've never been on a cruise. Couple. You been on a cruise? How was it? Um, fun. Fun-ish? Yeah. Um, fun. You're on it. Yeah, you're on a boat. Yep. Do on the boat. Yeah. How long was your cruise? Okay, mine's only four days, so maybe that'll be better. Feels like I can just, if I just divide the boat into quarters. And then just like, this is where I am today, you know, and that's unexplored territory. Who will come with me tomorrow, Sacagawea? I'll take you. <laughs> I, just spat, I just spat so much. But that was really funny to me. I love that. <laughs> Do you get motion sick at all? Motion sickness? I get super motion sick. I'm pretty worried about it for that reason. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna be out. I peep my guts out. I'm on a boat in the water. But then some people are like, it's so big, it doesn't even feel like it's moving. Those people are, they go to school in the summer? Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right, okay, all right, all right, all right. Any other, uh, who, somebody back there said they've been on a cruise. You've been on a cruise? Was it okay? Good? Tips or tricks? Like, what, what's the best thing that you could recommend for the cruise? Drink a lot. Drink a lot? <laughs> I, I don't drink. God damn it! <laughs> Not like, because I, ju I just, uh, yeah, my, my fiance and I, we gave, up, um, we gave up alcohol for health. Yeah, thank you. New York? Is that you? Or is that you? <laughs> Are you from alcohol? Or sobriety? You're like, 10 years ago, I was from alcohol, now I'm from sobriety. But I still clap for alcohol. That's right. <laughs> like we had a problem we just felt like garbage all the time we just felt like garbage because we we're putting garbage in our bodies now, listen if you if you're drinking please do it <laughs> i wish i could do it but it was just making me feel like a, a little dead thing you know <laughs> i feel better now i feel a little bit better i mean it's still uh how often are you supposed to have diarrhea constantly <laughs> so i feel better <laughs> Because before it was cannot leave the house level. Now it's just like, oh, she's fine for two to three hours if she has a bunch of Pepto-Bismol and takes her motion sickness pills. <laughs> Would be great on a boat. You know what they always say? Who has diarrhea? Get them on a boat. <laughs> this next comic, uh, he's in from New York City. And, uh, and we love him on the show, and he's also recording an album this Friday night at Meltdown uh, that will be put out by A Special Thing Records. Now, of course, A Special Thing Records, one half of that record label, Ryan McMenamin, he also produces this show. So he's up there in the booth, and uh, he's also going to produce this man's album. So let's hear it right now from Mr. Dan St. Germain, guys. Get up for Dan. Give it up for Cameron, everybody. What's going on? Are you good? Nice. Thank you for coming out to the show. I don't think people say that enough. Um, I am in a pretty good mood today. Um, hey, anybody here like music? Anybody like shitty transitions? <laughs> I don't know why I'm starting this like a dad who's already disapproving of the guy that his daughter brought home. <laughs> like, oh, what's going on? You got a shirt on. How about that? All right. Uh, that's, a w that's weird, right? How'd you break your arm, man? Somebody already asked you that? All right, fuck it then, Aaron. I'm sorry, I don't listen. I just, I just, I, to pump myself, I play Katy Perry's Firework over and over again. Because we're all fireworks. Uh, we're all, that's, that music video, I don't know if you've seen that music video, that goes for, she shoots shit out of her tits, and then they go, like, cut to a kid, like, recovering from cancer. Like, that's the reason that he recovered from cancer, like... It's like, no, we're going to fucking 
hold off on this chemo thing and just dance in the fireworks of Katy Perry's talentless tits. Uh, she here? I always forget. I'm in L.A. I never know. I love music. Uh, <laughs> what is it? My OK Cupid profile? I love music. I love... I'm a foodie. Uh, I'm a foodie. <laughs> I travel. I love traveling. I mean, who doesn't like traveling? <laughs> who doesn't... Um, that's why I love animals. People who say that, I, I never... Who doesn't, like, love... Who's not... Or I'm good with animals. Who's, who is not good with animals? Who takes a puppy and is like, I don't know whether to eat it or fuck it! Nobody does that. <laughs> anyway, back to the material that I had. Um, you were sitting across from me at dinner, weren't you? I remember that. I don't know why I'm hitting on you like guys used to do in the 50s. I feel like this is how Sinatra did it. Hey, what's up, darling? All right. I don't know. Was that my Sinatra impression? Or my Joe Piscopo impression? I'm not sure. All right. Come on, Dan. Let's get this fucking show on the road. Uh, let's do it. Hey, Ryan. How are we? Good? All right. There we go. Uh, it's my Max Weinberg up there, everybody. What that meant. Guys, any joke you don't laugh at tonight was dedicated to the troops. So don't be pieces of shit, okay? Let's not be pieces of awful shit. Uh, one of my favorite songs is the Beatles' Hey Jude. I love that song. I don't know if you guys knew this, but it was written about Julian Lennon, John Lennon's son, and the turmoil he felt throughout his parents' divorce. Uh, now, the, uh, the weird thing about it is that it was written by Paul McCartney, which must have been the most awkward day at the recording session studio. <laughs> It's like, hey, uh, hey, John, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm writing a song. <laughs> oh yeah, what's it about? Well, you know how you're tearing your family apart. <laughs> it's about that, but don't worry. All the times you cheated, I just say na 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 over it, so we're fine. <laughs> I know, like, black people are better dancers than white people, but I think there's no happier dancer than a white person at a Mumford & Sons concert. Don't you agree with There's no... Have you ever seen it? It is like a hobbit celebrating at the end of Lord of the Rings. It's like... You know, like they're trying to conjure... Or like the Ewok when the Death Star falls. We have no rhythm, but we slayed the dragon! I like rap, I like rock. I don't like rap and rock together. Here's why. Rappers never listen to what the rock song's about before they start rapping. I don't know if you've ever heard Maroon 5's Payphone. It's a breakup song. And the chorus is, All these fairy tales are full of shit. One more stupid love song, I'll be sick. Obviously, the guy's very broken up. But then out of nowhere, Wiz Khalifa comes in, and he just goes, Nah, fuck that shit. I'll be counting money. <laughs> They're like, fuck you, Wiz Khalifa. Does that shit happen in real life? Wiz, my girlfriend left me. I don't know what I'm going to do. She was my earth, my moon, my stars. Do you have any advice? Yeah, man. I'm rich as fuck! My rims have rims. I'm going to buy my goldfish an iPad. Eat a dick, but don't choke on it. There's a rim on there, too. Now get off my property before I unleash my army of monocats on you. Those are cats that I've trained to wear monocles. It's what we call the smartest pun, but still not a good joke. Uh, I hate it. Like, rappers have run out of shit to sample, too. It really is going to get to, like, imagine all the people living life. <laughs> I didn't rehearse this joke enough. Uh, I wrote it on the way here, and then I forget. Some, there was something where bitch rhymes with ditch. Uh, thank you. Uh, it's not ready yet, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just want a woman who's been through shit at this point in my life. You know what I mean? I don't want a woman who's into Amelie or uh, paintings. I want a woman who's not allowed back at certain bars. You know? I, I, I want a woman who, when she dirty talks, she sounds like Quint the shark hunter from Jaws. Like 3,400 men went into my pussy that night. 126 came out. Sharks took the rest. I want a woman who, when I ask if she does anal, she says, that's all I do. That's what I want. And I, 
I, got, I feel bad with guys. We can pee outside. It's totally fine. It's a, we're commuting with nature. Have you ever seen a woman pee outside? It's fucking terrifying. I walked outside one night, and there was this gremlin-like creature crouched between two parked cars, a stream of smoke shooting out of her sin hole. And I'm like, ah! And then she trapezed away into the night to suck the blood off cattle and lay eggs at a nearby school. Guys, thank you so much. Have a good night. Guys, Dan St. Germain, let him hear it. Oh, man. He's ready for his album, right? Cheer him on. He's made out that's on Friday. Oh, yes. Hey, we, uh, we're going to keep the show right on rolling. This next comic, also in from New York, hilarious dude. So happy we got him in on the show. Let's hear right now from Mr. Sean Donnelly, guys. Give it up for Sean. Let him hear. Oh, we have more in our hearts. Come on, guys. I'm going after Dan, isn't it? We look like we should be eating the same sandwich from either end, don't we? Just one hoagie, two fat dudes at the end of the sandwich. Ow, no, 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 no. Kiss, and that's it. That's how it goes. We look like we own own, our own tire shop in like Toledo or some bullshit. I can't not look like this. I have manual labor face. I can't not. I just go with it. Nobody ever comes up to me and they're like, you're that, you're that concert pianist I heard all about, right? That's you. Aren't you that biochemist? You're that biochemist. And they're like, here's your mop. Do your fucking job. <laughs> I realize I don't have like, I don't have like a hot look. I don't have like a hot fuckable look. Like you have like a hot fuckable look. Even with a cast, you have like a hot fuckable look. Just you fucking with a cast. That'd be great. Like when I was single, I would go to bars and women would just tell me I look like I'd be a good dad. They would just tell me that. It's like, just tell me you don't want to fuck me. Don't put an imaginary family in the middle of this. That's a lot of pressure. I just came here to drink. Now there's bills and shit involved. I can't walk up to a woman at a bar and be like, you look like you'd be a good mom. Look at you. You got mom hips. Check out those hips. Like I've never had a compliment said about my penis ever in my life. During sex, I've never had a compliment said about my penis. The only thing that come close, I was having sex with this girl once, and she told me my penis is very warm. That's what she said. That's what she said. And I was like, warm how? Like it's disposition? What do you mean by warm? Like a Hallmark card or Morgan Freeman's voice? What are you getting at warm? By warm, do you mean big? No? Okay, just check it. Uh, I live in Brooklyn, New York. Anybody ever go? Anybody from there? Yes? I live in a very nice area. I live in Williamsburg, which is like white people Brooklyn. That's basically what that is. It's white hipster Brooklyn. Uh, but I live in a very scary block. Everybody in my block has a limp, which I can't really figure out. And apparently there's some guy who lives on my street named Shorty. Because... <laughs> it's a different Shorty. I'm almost positive it's a different Shorty. She's like, that's my dad! Thug Barbershop by my house. That's what I do. I go to Thug Barbershop. The Thug Barbershop is the only place that you go to get your hair cut and right after he's done, the guy who just cut your hair makes fun of the haircut that he just gave you. <laughs> like, I was eating the other day, got my hair cut. The guy, afterwards, the guy looks at me and goes, oh shit, you look like Bobby from King of the Hill and shit. I'm like, you just did that. That was you. Do you know how unprofessional this is? You can't do that. It's a business. And people, some people, a couple people came up to me after I said that joke once, and they were like, dude, don't be a pussy. Don't be a pussy. Say black. Say black barbershop. I'm like, no. There was no black people there. There was Irish and Puerto Rican thugs in this barbershop. Have you ever seen an Irish thug? It's the weirdest thing. You're like, it's like seeing a freckled unicorn. It's like not a good thing to see. You can't be a tough, I'm Irish. You can't be a tough Irish person. You can't be tough if the sun can kick your ass. You can't do that. You can't be kick your fucking ass. At about 9 p.m., 9 p.m., you're dead. Irish people don't age well. We don't age well at all. We just shrink, like we kind of shrink down and we just get redder. Like we start to look like all the founding fathers from Lincoln, like all the ones. That's what happens. You don't know any Irish people then. 
I realized this the other day. You don't know how much you pee until you pee into something that's not a toilet. You ever done that before? You ever been stuck in the back of a car in like hours of traffic? You're like, there's no way I'll fill this Gatorade bottle. That's not gonna happen. And you're like, and then like three seconds in, you're like, there's gonna be an emergency in the back of your Volvo in any fucking second. You can't figure out where to piss. If you're a guy, you're like, I'm gonna piss in the fucking magazine hole. You don't know what's gonna happen. It's an emergency. And guys can do this. Guys can reverse the stream. They can do that. Like, you know that, dude, right? We can stop pissing. It takes three years off our life when we can stop pissing. I don't know. Can girls do that? I don't know. Can you guys do that? For guys, it's the same pain that I picture Wesley went through in The Princess Bride when they had him on that machine. Do you know what I'm talking about? Three people noticed that took a year off his life. And they're like, like that one. You know? Cool. I'm a married guy. Thank you, four fucking people. I appreciate that. I'm a married dude. And when you get married, it's a cliche thing to say. It's kind of corny, but sex does slow down when you get married. That does happen. And I wouldn't mind as much, but my wife is awful at giving me excuses of why she can't have sex. Like, the other day I wanted to have sex, and my wife goes like this. She goes, I can't. I have to wake up early tomorrow. That's what she said. That's a terrible excuse. Six minutes? You can't spare six minutes for this? What about this body makes you think you're waking up at noon tomorrow after we're done having sex? This isn't a fuck you all night, wake up late tomorrow kind of sex body. This isn't good sex. This is pale, fat, Irish, depressing sex. This isn't strawberries and ice cream and chocolate sauce sex. This is blood pudding sex. This is not 50 shades of gray sex. This is Angela's ashes sex. This is not good sex. The only way that you're waking up late tomorrow do we have sex is if we have sex and then we watch all of the Godfather movies. It's the only way that's happening. There's got to be more activities than that night. <laughs> we like Netflix. I got rid of my cable. Anybody else? Yeah, a bunch of people, right? We got rid of cable. All we watch is Netflix. I like when they suggest movie categories to you on Netflix, right? They'll be like, if you like this, you might like this. You might like teen comedies. You might like buddy movies, right? They suggested a category to me the other day. It was called road trip movies. Top of the list, natural born killers. That was a real suggestion they gave. They're like, if you liked Marley and me, you'll love Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> All right, thanks, bye. take a chance right now to welcome to the stage uh, one of our producers on the show. She also is a hilarious comic in her own right. Let's welcome right now Rhea Butcher to the stage. Let's hear from Rhea Butcher. She makes the whole show happen behind the scenes. So important, uh, to, important. to the show. Also, uh, my wife in the future. We're also going to be wives. So that's the other. We got to say that. If we don't say it, then it just seems weird because we both talk about our lives. Some comics don't talk like autobiographically, really use like real material, but then we both do all the time. So then, if we don't say it's each other, then it's just like, oh, my wife has, my, I don't know why I'm using wife. Oh, uh, my wife, my wife. <laughs> That's I think I feel like somebody said that in comedy before. <laughs> oh, my wife. That sounds familiar. Um, okay. Uh, then we're just like, oh, my wife hates macaroni and cheese with. You know, and then you're like, oh. God, I hate macaroni and cheese. You know what I mean? And usually it's just like that. Same and show. Like, and everybody's like, oh, two lesbians, one who has a wife that doesn't like macaroni and cheese, one who doesn't like macaroni and cheese. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I learned about the transitive property in school. That's where if A equals B and then B equals C, then A equals macaroni and cheese. That's right. <laughs> yep. The C stands for cheese. We've been traveling a lot together lately. Like, a lot. We went to San Francisco. We did. Drove on up there. Long drive. Six hours up. Six hours right back. Six hours right back down. Yeah, that's... It doesn't change. No. Weird part. You'd think. Is it longer on the way back? I know you guys were asking. Is it longer on the way back? Nope. Same. (laughs) We always stop at a Taco Bell. Always at a Taco Bell. Every time we're on a road trip, always stop at a Taco Bell. And as you mentioned earlier, we're not eating meat. We're vegetarians. I have never eaten it. So uh, I am always beans instead of meat. Yeah. And this one. That's the old order at Taco Bell. Can I get um, a number six, beans instead of meat? Beans instead of meat. And they know what you mean. Does that blow your mind? Like the first time I ever saw, because when we first met, I was eating meat. Right. And Rio was not. 
and then I saw her approach a Taco Bell c- counter. It was as if she, it was, watch, it was like watching somebody who's really good at going to In-N-Out Burger. It was like that. She was like ordering off menu, animal style, but not animal style. The total opposite of that. Wow, that was a really good In-N-Out joke that none of you guys got. I don't care, that was hilarious. God, I can't believe my mind. You're an animal. I'm a smart, smart as a whip. Smart as a whippet. Yeah. The animal, not the... Right. Not the, um... Not the drug. Uh, so we go to Taco Bell all the time. Super fun to do that. This time we tried all three Doritos, Locos... Locos? I don't know. Doritos, Waka Flocka's tacos. Waka Flocka was there. He was yeah. like, give these chicks tacos. We were like, listen, Waka, beans instead of meat. He was like, I know. You know. Waka, fuck those beans instead of meat. Just felt right. Why isn't? Why don't they have a Waka Flocka taco? I can't well, believe. I think they should have, have a one Doritos now. Locos taco. That doesn't even rhyme. Doritos Locos tacos by Waka Flocka's flame. Flamas, flamas, Waka's flamas. So we we went up. We, we go to Taco Bell. That's really fun. We also play music uh, for each other. Whoever's driving, the other person does the playlist. I am good at music. Here's the things I know about. Um, Natasha Bedingfield, that gets played a lot. Some Rockabye, I believe that. I'm naming hip current musicians. I also love your DJ style, which is that she plays like a really funny song from the 90s and 30 seconds in she just skips to the yeah, next Yeah, because the joke's song. already over. We don't want to hear the song. The joke is, can you believe I even remember who Natasha Bedingfield is, unlike this audience? So I just need to get in and out. You know what I mean? That's my closer. I'm just only working closers when we're driving together. That's your big closer. Rhea knows tons about music, but she always plays the most depressing, slow... I make transitions between energizing songs, you know, get like a flow to my playlist, and she doesn't appreciate it all. She just sticks her head out the window. Morrissey. Four and a half hours into a six-hour drive. I'm not saying Morrissey isn't great, I'm just saying that at that point, you really need to pick me up. You know what I mean? You need to get knocked down so you can get up again. Ugh. You need a silly 90s song is what you need. Silly 90s slash possibly early 2000s song. <laughs> you can't have a real song about emotions or political struggle. Can't Not eating it. animals. Yeah, you can't do it. So Morrissey, bad choice. Then recently, uh, this last weekend, we were in... Palm Springs. Palm Springs. And uh, we had rented like a little a little house that's in the back casita. of... Casita. Casita. Uh, that's what they call I don't know. It's a tiny house, I guess. I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> it's a very small house. And uh, we were just in the hot tub most of the day, relaxing, trying to get rid of all of our stress brought on by our breakneck Hollywood lifestyle. <laughs> Taco Bell trips. Yeah. Well, I had a Bluetooth in, but I dunked it in the water just to be like, this is how much I'm not working right now. I'm not working, so neither will this be, dunk. I always wear it on my short side so I can make sure the water gets in. I go through Bluetooth like this. Yeah. So we were, uh, we just got out of the hot tub. We were relaxing, watching some HGTV. Yep. Best stuff to watch. Love when they repair a basement. Yeah. Why is that so Those houses are terrible. They're going to be great in half an hour. That's why I love that show. <laughs> and then they and always... that show, I mean, everything on that network. They turn it into, like, an H&M. Yeah, they all, do. All the decorating. The worst so design like, you can imagine. Look at all this like chrome. A, like a limited two. <laughs> you yes. remember a limited two? Uh, of course. Every design expert on HGTV is like, I don't know. Have you guys ever been to limited two? I feel like then they're like... <laughs> Well, I mean, they're like a... They're a committed couple in their early 40s, childless. Will they like a spongy head? <laughs> Let's put some flowers on the wall. <laughs> Neon. Daisies only. Yeah. So that's fun. And we also love... There's these... There's that... What's that twins show called, even? Property Brothers. Oh, my God. Who's seen Property Brothers? Clap if you've seen Property Brothers. Yay! Like two people, what are you doing with your lives? You should be watching Property Brothers. It's amazing. They don't look like they're real people. They're Canadian... So, they're supposed to be handsome, but they're not really. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like confusing. a near miss. 
It's two cruise ships passing in the night. Oh, just a near miss. They look like Ken dolls whose faces got stamped wrong. A little bit sideways. Which is only funny because they constantly mug for the camera. Like, there's just always like, who us? We're working over here. And they're like, ah, don't turn too much because then, then your face kind of settles and we're like, oh. Turning your head with 3D glasses on or something. Wee! Yep. And we were watching Property Brothers and hanging out. There was a little animal in our casino. On the ceiling. There was a praying mantis. Did you guys know those can fly? I didn't actually know they can fly. Because uh, what happened was Rhea said, because I'm terrified of bugs. Terrified. I'm a tough guy, but I don't like no bugs. I'm terrified of bugs. So she said, I don't want to alarm you, but there's a bug above you. But I didn't expect when I looked up for it to be a... A praying mantis isn't a bug. That's a... It's like like a a partner in your law firm. That is a huge... That thing is fucking... It has has joints. You can see it. It can pray. Do you know what I mean? Most other bugs, you wouldn't... Oh, is that bug praying? I can't tell. Its arms are tiny. That bug, you can see whether or not it believes in God. That's how big it it is. It has religion. It's got elbows. So this bug's down on its knees, just praying to Jesus. Um, I or whatever it believes in. She says, I said, I don't want to alarm you, but there is a uh, mantis on the ceiling. Yeah, and, I, and then I uh, said, what now? And I think the what now, <laughs> he heard me. It broke him from his prayer. He flew, which I didn't even know they could do. Why isn't it called a flying the... mantis? That's much worse than praying. And praying. I am an atheist. Yeah. Should be called the flying mantis. He flew right at our heads and now the thing is is that sometimes you can't tell we both wear a lot of flannel boots which one of us is tougher it's hard to tell I understand yeah I get it but I will tell our immediate reactions uh, Rhea Rhea's immediate reaction was she went and got a vase to try and catch the mantis she's a vegetarian she want to kill it trap it Just trap it my immediate reaction was I jumped up on the bed and sc- actually screamed like like wow. a, like ah! Like that, like that scream from movies? Yeah. I screamed that, and then I almost hit my head on the ceiling fan. Into the ceiling fan. De- almost decapitated myself. So, you know, I guess the moral of the story is, thank, number one, thank God I didn't die. Number two, Rhea is tougher than me. For sure, because she caught that thing and got rid of it. And number three, if you are going to die from a decapitation, at least have somebody currently praying for you. <laughs> Yeah. Nothing on that? That's perfect. That's pretty good. That's perfect. Hey, let's hear for Rhea Butcher, guys. Thanks, you guys. All right, dudes. We got one comic left on the show. Do we have it in our hearts to be here for one comic? This is it, guys. This is... This this is it. This is it. This This is your life. Hey, it's your life. You know, it's now or never. I would put that on in the car in a heartbeat. You know, and I would put that right on. Okay. What's interesting about you as an audience is you are staring at us sometimes. Like, sometimes the audience is, like, smiley, but hot or something. But you guys are all just, like, I don't know. These jokes, I just can't tell. I don't know how I would tell. I better just quietly listen. I laughed, I wouldn't know if they were jokes. What's the punchline? I want to make sure I don't laugh over the punchline. If I, if I laugh, I won't. She might say something else. Oh, that was it? The whole joke? Well, we missed it. The end of the set! <laughs> Feels a little bit like it. That's okay. I still trust you. I still trust you to get through this last comic with open hearts and minds. Uh, hey, this next dude, he's a friend of mine. Hilarious man. He's also uh, the dude, he's the, 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 he's the friend, he's the comic behind uh, Dad Boner, which is a pretty popular Twitter handle that also was so popular that he got a book deal uh, for writing as Carl Wenzen, um, and it, his book is called Power Moves, Living the American Dream, USA Style. Dad Boner... 
Oh, you should be following that, first of all, on Twitter. You should be following that with your hearts and minds. And then also, you should be watching this next comic, who is amazing, and I love him. Let's hear it right now for Mr. Mike Burns, guys. Give it up for Mike Burns! Since we talked about this, out there, on stage, how do you feel about having Dad Boner be such a success, but then... It's also not your name. You know, it's not like right. you're Rob Delaney, and then when you come out, it's like... And also, here's Rob Delaney. Sure. So, I mean, not that that makes his job super easy either. I know that Twitter success and you still have to. You still have to... Uh, like, Rob has to go on stage and deliver the goods Live that Live up to expect. some serious shit. Yeah. yeah. What do you feel like... How often, how often are you brought up that way on stage? Where people say it's, that. It's pretty new for me. Is it? Yeah. And since the I've become public with it, I've been so busy with other things that I haven't really... Yeah. I, I don't go up like I used to. I mean, I was thinking because the book, you know, people that are listening to this show are comedy fans, so that might be something that they would pick up. Well, and we're going to go on tour. Octo- October 9th. I'm, it's going to be me, and uh, I'm bringing Matt Bronger Great. to headline every show. And Matt we're doing, amazing. We're doing 16 dates. We're doing, awesome. we're doing all the cool spots. We're doing, uh, you know, San Francisco, what Atlanta. What kind of venues? Two to four hundred seaters, usually rock Great. clubs. Yeah. yeah. Which are more conducive for, for the fans of the feed. And yeah. it's what we wanted to do. And That's wonderful. It's cheap. Just you, $15 just you tickets. Dudes? No, we, we'll always have another two, just like the previous ones we've done in Chicago, cool. and Portland, and Brooklyn. Are you doing, you think you're going to do local folks, or are you going to bring... Other LA folks cycling in. It'll be a mix, but I'd I'd like to have local folks. Yeah, I think it's cool to give um, to come into town and give a local like comic in Cleveland. So, how far were you into the feed, like before you knew it was a success? Um, you know, it's just continually grown. Right. I don't think that there was ever a specific well, was there point. Like, like a moment like, where you like it's like anything like when you're uh, when you're a comic and you're uh, like when you were in Chicago and you got to do the big shows. Yeah. Like you first got to do like Beat Kitchen or you first got to do Lincoln Lodge. You were like, well, this is the best thing. <laughs> this is the best thing. So when I had thirty thousand followers, I was like, fuck yeah, thirty thousand followers. And now I don't I don't pay attention to uh, numbers or anything anymore. Now I'm mostly concerned with and happy with uh, continuing to give a quality product to people who were there What do you before. think you're vaguely at? Right now? Yeah. 150,000. It floats around that and I yeah. lose a lot of followers on a daily basis. It's just how it is. You know, right. they don't. Some people follow it because they hear it's cool and then they get don't a like big barrage of... No, they just get a big barrage of like 20 to 30 tweets one day and they're like, sure. what the fuck is this? Why did I follow this? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, we got sidetracked from your original question. No, the whole thing is just great. It doesn't bother me at all. You know, I almost don't want to get things as a stand-up just because of my Twitter feed. I'm happy to just continue on that path um, yeah. the way I was originally. And I don't think I really have gotten anything specifically... No. But you know? everything's a collection of all the things you've done. Sure. You know, like people that have really successful videos or really successful podcasts or whatever, it's it's all going to contribute to, like, their overall career. So, yeah. yeah, you can't... I don't think you can be a made man. I don't think you can be a made comic. I'm just like, right. a, like oh, I have an amazing Twitter feed, so now I just get to retire forever. But it has gotten me... You know, it got me a book deal. And uh, there'll be some subsequent television things because of it. Nice. And it's... It's gotten my foot in the door more for people to look at scripts that I'd already written that were good, but weren't necessarily, might not have been looked at or read by different studios. Dad Boner Change Your Life? Kinda. My comedian, my comedic yeah, life? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, this was my, I always had little breaks along the way, yeah. and I got to do little things here and there. Um, I did Montreal before the book came out, and, and, and those were all great things. But I would say this is my biggest break. That's awesome. Because who knows what your that. break's going to be. No, you don't. Like, your break no, could be on Everybody Loves Raymond 2, the <laughs> movie. You know, and it'd be like, that's your big break. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Okay, that'll be mine. Guys, let's hear from Mike Burns. Let's hear from Mr. Mike Burns. He just told me I can totally have mom pussy if I want to. And I don't mean the Twitter handle. I mean the actual... <laughs> Event. <laughs> you guys have been 
great. You've been wonderful. That is our show. Let's hear for all the comics you saw tonight. Oh, thank you so much for coming out. We're here every Tuesday night. We are so happy that you guys are here. And I'll talk to you next week. I'm Cameron Esposito. Have a great night. Take care. Bye. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.